The winner is. 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 Or somebody can send your luggage. Sometimes. That means sometimes. There can be a hundred people in a room. Maybe there is right now. I know it's tuna, but it, it says chicken. I don't know her. She always has these long lists of like diva demands. Cheetos and Doritos. Great gowns, beautiful gowns. I understand you embrace the term diva. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a new episode of Diva Dailies. This is a podcast where we deconstruct divas on film, TV, and in music. I am your host, Steffi, and welcome back to part two of our Adele 30 extravaganza. If this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, hi, welcome. You may not know this, but last episode, we actually did part one of our Adele 30 episodes where we talked about every single track from 30 and did an in-depth review about each of them. And I was joined with my guest co-host, Angie, and we just really went in on all the songs and we talked about our favorites and our underrated gem. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend you go back and check that one out. Um, But if you're returning from last week, we are here again for part two, where we're going to go through every single segment that we do on a classic Diva Dailies episode. So we're going to do the popcorn and pop stars, a little spill the Technicolor tea, sharing some receipts. And of course, because this is a Diva discography episode, um, we're going to play a little game. It's called Where My Background Singer's At. It's one of my favorite segments that we do on Diva Dailies. It's so much fun. But yeah, Uh, Before I send you guys off on your merry way to listen to the rest of the episode, I just want to say, if you aren't following us on social media, make sure you do. We're at Diva Daily's Pod on Instagram and Twitter. I always joke that our social media sucks, which it does, but I am planning on going back and trying to revamp it in some way uh, to make it a little bit more interactive. And also what's new about this season is that I am uploading on YouTube the full unedited conversation because believe it or not, these episodes are heavily edited down. So you're not getting the full conversation, but if you want to listen to us talk and ramble and ramble and ramble, you could find the full unedited episodes on YouTube currently on my personal YouTube channel, which is In My Humble Opinion, but it is all eventually going to be on the YouTube channel for Diva Dailies. So check that out. Actually, it might we might already have the YouTube channel up and running by the time this episode is up. So just, you know, type Diva Dailies and you should hopefully find us. And one last thing before the episode really begins. I just want to say, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts specifically, if you wouldn't mind giving us a rating and review, that would really, really help us out. It would really help other people who are interested in diva movies and shows and music discover the podcast by leaving a review it lets people know that this this podcast is legit in fact someone actually left a review a couple days ago so i'm going to read that review right now this person unfortunately didn't leave an actual name um they just left a bunch of letters it's like 
M F F F F D F D D S Z H N B G, but their main comment is love it. They gave it five stars, and this person said, "I started listening during lockdown last year when I needed some diva distraction from the horror of 2020. I loved it then, and it's awesome that you are back. Love the deep dives and analysis and the rapport between you and Angie." Hope to hear new pod episodes in 2022. So Angie, if you are listening to this, there you go. Like I said before, the people love you. But yeah, if you wouldn't mind giving us a rating and review, it would really help us out. And I may read your review uh, in the next episode. So yeah. Okay, I'm going to shut up now and let's get into the actual episode, which is part two of our Adele 30 conversation. Let me, let me just come and get it. Okay, so let's let's move on. Let's do that. To popcorn and pop stars. This is the part of the podcast where we talk about where the diva was at this point in her career when she made the album and why she did it. I could do that really quickly right now. Where is she in this moment? It's currently happening at the time of recording this. It's 2021. Next question. Why'd you do this album? Divorce, babe. Divorce. Next. Divorce, babe. Divorce. Okay. Next segment. See, I told you it was going to go fast. Who is it? Mrs. Potts, dear. I thought you might like a spot of tea. Spill the Technicolor tea. This is the part of the podcast where we talk about some huge talking points of the era. Maybe a bit controversial, maybe a bit gossipy, but like what what is the hot topic surrounding the era? So um, I want to start. It's like nice to have a little tea party every once in a while. Let's talk about a little bit this Zane Lowe interview she did. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have watched it, I'm sure. I just want to ask you, what was your favorite part of their conversation? Oh, that's a good question. I know it is. <laughs> like, that's why I asked. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's highlighted in green right now. Um, My Little Love, the conversation around My Little Love. While I was writing it, oh, I, mean, yeah. I just remember thinking of any child that's been through divorce mm-hmm. or any person that has been through a divorce themselves or anyone that wants to leave a relationship and never will. Or um, I thought about all of them because my divorce really humanized my parents for me and that song, writing it, made me just be like, kind of get over things that my own parents did or didn't do for me. Anytime she was just talking about her depression. Okay. Talking about how to get through it or mm-hmm. her friends being like, girl, get up off the ground. My <laughs> husband died, get up off the right. ground. One time, one of my best friends here, maybe four or five hours, I was like, like just it was the end for me and she went well my husband died she's like you left your husband she was like so i'm gonna need you to wrap this up now i want you to go and have a shower and you're going out to her you're gonna go to the gym in the morning Mm -hmm. you know you're gonna go you're gonna go and get your stuff done Mm -hmm. and it was a real moment for me Mm. i left my husband voluntarily and here i was Mm. paralyzed Mm. and her husband died and she never dropped the ball that's real friendship real friendship that's real friendship just hearing her like being honest about her mental health yeah. It's very, very comforting to me. I could I could wake up and feel all right and then feel like I was going to have a, a, an all right day. And then it would just, like, halfway through the day, it would just be like this yeah. massive rock would just fucking land on me head and squash me down, like, you know. But I didn't realise I was making the progress until I wrote Hold On and listened back to it. And I really think that some of the songs on this album could really help people, really change people's lives. 
And I think I think a song like Hold On could actually save a few lives. I agree. I really, really do. I feel like when you watch a lot of her interviews, but then again, like for me, I haven't really watched all the interviews from her previous era, but it seems like, at least for me, Adele as a person is actively working on herself. Yeah. And it shows up in the way she talks about herself right. in these interviews and like in the music that she's making like yeah. a lot of like self-awareness mm-hmm. and like emotional growth and maturity yeah. and therapy like those are like themes that come up when she is being interviewed right the fact that i'm able to identify all of these feelings that i've, that I've been having you know and 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 I, I could really picture scenarios of what i was writing about you know without knowing and stuff i was oh fuck i, I really learn a lot You know, I've really come a long way, but you just don't always notice it while you're learning. For me, my favorite bit of the interview is when she's talking about, like, the TikTok. She doesn't make music for the TikTok. Yeah. Conversation of TikTok came up a lot, right? So I'm like, TikTok or who? But they're like, you know, we've really got to make sure these 14-year-olds know who you are. And I'm like, but they've all got mums. They've all got mums. And they've definitely been growing up listening to my music, these 14-year-olds and stuff like that. But it was like, if everyone's making music for the TikTok, Who's making the music for my generation? Who's making the music for my peers? I will do that job, gladly. I'd rather cater to people that have like, are on my level in terms of like the amount of time we've spent on Earth and all the things we've been through than, I don't want 12 year olds listening to this record, it's a bit too deep. But the 30 and 40 year olds that are all committing to themselves and doing therapy, that's my vibe. Yeah. Because that's what I was doing. Yeah. I, I really love that because it goes to show that like, she doesn't care about catering to a young audience. Right. and the music industry, the entertainment industry in general, but like the music industry especially is so ageist. Yeah. And they're always trying to think about like, how can we cater to a young audience? Like I'm sure when we were growing up, it was like the MTV, the TRL audience. But now it's like, how do we cater to like the TikTok audience where people only really know like what, 15, 20 seconds of a song and that's it. And Adele was like, no, I don't want to make music for them. I want to make music for people in their 30s and 40s and I don't care about the TikTok kids it just goes to show like she knows who she is as an artist and she knows what kind of people gravitate towards her music Mm -hmm. and I like that she as an artist respects the intelligence and maturity of her her audience she's like not into playing the industry game I agree but I also think it it speaks to the limited outlets that um, artists have because when we talk about the 90s specifically in the early 2000s, we had several different avenues to get music. If you weren't a hip hop head, there was VH1. If you were like more on right. the rock side or the country side, you have VH1 with Jumpstart in the morning. There was like two hours solid block. Oh, Jumpstart. Right? Oh my God. When they show like the random people jumping. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> you had that. Um, if you want more pop, then you had pop-up videos or TRL. Or yeah. There was like so many different avenues. Even on BET, there was like the soul section like in the 90s. And then where they brought jazz artists out. Like we just had so many different avenues. And those networks actually played music. Like now VH1 and MTV, they don't play music they anymore. They don't play so... music. It's ridiculousness for 24 hours. Yeah. But yeah, so now... The biggest medium to get music is TikTok, honestly. Right. Which is sad because, yes, you're only getting 15, 20 seconds of it. Or as before, we were getting full music videos. Right. A music video was an event. So when you're an artist who grew up in that era and even started releasing music before the internet craze, because remember, guys, Adele is not a new artist. 
she came She's out been in like out here. 2008, 2009, 2009. Yeah, VH1 artists, you ought to know. So uh, she moves differently. And I think it it's seen as rebellious now because the industry has changed so much. But she is just doing what we're accustomed for artists to do. Oh, that's such a good point. Yeah, I think that's why for me, I find her so interesting mm-hmm. because a lot of people are like, oh, my God. Adele is making waves like she is really making a statement demanding that her album be played in track listing order it's right. like <laughs> what <laughs> even like the rollout of this era mm-hmm. feels so like traditional yeah in the sense of like I'm gonna do this like big sit down interview with like an Oprah and do a concert special here in the US Adele music Adele and over there in the UK. I'm such a big fan of an audience with. She'll like do these like, you know, like the the trendy YouTube yeah. videos, but they're not like adult plays with slime. It's not like that. Yeah. It's like the more like established, like, you know, 73 questions, right, like, right. that sort of thing. But it's like, it feels, there's something very traditional about her as an artist yeah. and her music that it makes her interesting in this like social media internet like mm-hmm. culture that's so driven by like wanting to satisfy the algorithm needing to pump out right. all of these songs where they're just like so so short yeah people don't really care about albums anymore like yeah it's interesting she's traditional but because mm-hmm. she's traditional that makes her interesting in this like contemporary time right there was an interview that she did with q's tom power where adele talks about this concept of last of a dying breed and she says that artists like herself and drake who saw success before the streaming era are a dying breed so drake put up this thing and he was like i'm so proud of my best friend, oh yeah right? which was lovely yeah. <laughs> what i thought was meaningful about that was you're in such a rarefied place in culture right you know, I know you don't like to think about yourself as famous, but you are. Yeah. And he is. Yeah. And there's not many of you. Yes, there's, I, we're, we're, a, we're a dying breed. And it must be, I wasn't going to say that. We are it, a dying breed. I don't think there's ever going to be. No. Th- 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 there was like 10 of us. You know, I don't think there'll ever be that many of us again at the top doing it the way we were doing it. Everything kind of just. just well, it's just so, it, we, were, we came out when people, before streaming. We came out before streaming. We yeah. came out before all, all the social media frenzies of, of like, you know, you've got five seconds to entertain, otherwise get out. What are your thoughts on that last of a dying breed concept? She's absolutely right. Yeah. Even though she says like she doesn't like being famous, which I totally respect, I think Adele was so self-aware and smart about the way she navigates oh, yeah. the music industry. Absolutely. And I was caught off guard when people on Twitter were upset that she said that. It's like, well, what about all these other artists? I'm like, there's no artists out right now. I mean, the closest that is, there's like two artists, Chloe and Halle, Cardi B, that give traditional rollout vibes for me. Like when Ungali Hour released and they were at, like actually doing the, the interviews. But again, you have to remember, who are they signed with? Beyonce. It's Beyonce. And Beyonce is so of that. She's part of that last of a dying breed. Exactly. <laughs> But also the the interesting conversation around it is, like we said before, how revolutionary they seem to be because of this era, but they're not. They're not. And that's a frustrating conversation as a fan of music. Like when I hear people say, oh, Beyonce is the first to do X, Y, and Z. Like when Homecoming came out Mm. and the doc came out and people were like, we've never seen an artist do a doc like this. And I'm like, 
a behind the scenes. VH1 and MTV used to do so many concerts behind the scenes. So many. Way back in the day. And there's a lot of other artists from like the 80s and the 90s that were doing like concert docs. Like, I mean, Madonna did a, a concert doc. <laughs> like, this is it. Janet. Yeah. Like when you don't understand the history and don't understand like what their inspirations are, it does seem revolutionary in this time so it's like a cool thing but uh, a frustrating thing yeah because then the narrative is being rewritten and it's almost excluding all these other artists that really set the blueprint i want more artists to go traditional i want cds to come back i want physical albums to come back in full swing i want all of it bring back the 90s i think physical copies of things are kind of making a comeback but i think that's more of like a i don't want to say like an aesthetic thing but it's more of like mm-hmm. for people to be like see look it's like so cool that i like collect tangible tangible music right um but i i agree like i just think with adele kind of bringing back sort of this like more traditional rollout i just feel like you really appreciate the era as a music fan and yeah. it just like feels so like yeah definitive it's like we're in it right now and it's great and she's everywhere and then when it's over she goes away yeah and that's it i feel like when you're constantly bombarded with music all the time mm-hmm. the value of it kind of lessens yeah because it's sort of like oh well it's there all the time yeah oh they just released a new album well didn't they just release one a couple months ago or a couple weeks ago exactly that sort of thing yeah but it's like when adele comes back it's like she's been gone yeah for six years Wow, that sort of thing. Like you said, it's the it's the structure of everything. She comes back. She gives us a date of exactly when she's coming. She's probably going to give us like a little teaser. Mm-hmm. That's all we're going to get. Mm-hmm. She's going to perform. Mm-hmm. Back in the day when you came out and you had a big album, you sat with Oprah. She's giving us that Oprah interview. Yeah, exactly. She's doing like the traditional steps. Everything that we used to love about the legends of, of before. Yeah. And same thing with Beyonce again. Even though I would put Drake, Rihanna, probably Bruno Mars. Would you put Lady Gaga in that? I would put Lady in Gaga. In that category? Yeah. Because I think she, because like she kind of like, again, it was like late 2000s, early 2010s yeah. when she came out. So then question, who are. I wonder who she thinks of like the 10. Who are her 10? I was about to say, who is your 10 that you think she's Gosh. thinking of? Because then I'm like, okay, like when she's saying there were like 10 of us, I'm wondering like specifically what era are you thinking of i think beyonce is part of that last of a dying breed conversation but beyonce was out before before adele but still like yeah she came out in 2004 but she was blowing up as beyonce when single ladies drop that was in 2008 okay so i think beyonce is part of that Mm -hmm. um i mean i guess if adele puts drake there drake takes up a slot yeah he was he was out at that time yeah came out around 2005 by her putting in drake that's making me think that she's expanding to like other genres like you know absolutely like hip-hop so then that makes me think she's probably gonna put kanye west in there yes okay i can see kanye i'm thinking of artists when they come out it's a it's it's like yeah like it's a thing it's a thing okay gosh lady gaga i'm putting theirs for even though like lady gaga is one of those people that like kind of lingers in and out lingers in and out but i think it's because like she's just in the movie right now or like yeah i think she she gives very much uh diana ross yeah she just does it all sort of thing yeah yeah um this might be controversial but would you put taylor swift in that category i was gonna i was gonna say because like taylor (laughs) swift was coming out during that era and she was popping off during that time yeah and she is like you know major artist when she does something 
Mm-hmm. But I think Taylor Swift is a bit, even though she does like big event things, I think what makes her different from Adele slightly, and maybe this more speaks to the fact that her fans tend to skew younger, mm-hmm. is she's always pumping That's out. True. But it's not even like she's pumping up a random single. This girl is literally coming out with two albums right. in the same year sort of thing. Yeah. I think she's kind of adjusting to the time. Right. Whereas Adele's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though she was one of those artists before this was even popular, pumping out two albums a year mm-hmm. for like five, six years straight. The thing too is like you have to think the artists we're listing right now, they managed to be big mm-hmm. prior to this yes. like the window that opened when social media became a thing. Right. Right. Because as soon as social media became a thing, that's when people's strategy started to change, obviously. Yeah. But these artists that we're listing right now, they managed to be big in a more traditional music, Mm -hmm. social landscape. Yeah. And they can still retain their stardom. Right, right. Even right now. Yeah. Bruno Mars. Yeah, he's kind of more traditional, too. Like, even if you look at his albums, they're short. Yeah. They're not like 20 plus right up songs this is a side note conversation but um somebody brought that up on twitter they said you know we love concise like nine ten track albums i love a concise album but if you know how to make a 20 plus track record like a janet Mm -hmm. where it feels cohesive please do that as well Mm -hmm. i love those or like a a janelle monet can drop a 18 track record She's got her whole little vibe going, Dirty Computer and stuff like that. Right. Oh, Dirty Computer. Yeah. Such a classic album. Yes. But the problem is like people overestimate that they think they have that ability when really. That part. They don't. Because <laughs> if you're going to make vibe music for 18 tracks, sis, please. I don't I don't want it. Because when you think of like a Janet or Janelle Monet, like even though their albums are long, it's still like a dynamic. Yeah. They don't give you the same vibe throughout every single song. At all. And I would. Hmm. What I put her, she came out in 2010, 2009, 2010. Janelle Monet. she's not as popular, but she's very much a traditional artist mm-hmm. in the sense where she's going to drop an album, get you the videos, she disappears. Four years later, she's going to drop an album. Mm-hmm. I think Janelle Monet follows the behavior archetypes of the traditional artist in that sense, but I don't think she doesn't have as big of an impact she should like i think genuinely more people should be aware of janelle monet like dirty computer wow what an album it's amazing but she's not like a beyonce right right exactly like beyonce is like mainstream huge sort of yeah or like a drake or a kanye or right the superstars yeah like the superstars the enigmas yeah 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 yeah. i hear you so so who do we have okay so we have adele oh are you writing this down i am literally writing this down so we have (laughs) adele Beyonce, Kanye, Drake, Gaga, Bruno. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Did you put Rihanna in there? I did not put Rihanna. I think we should add Rihanna because honestly, like she's of like, of course, I, I would say last of a dying breed. Like she really feels like a star. Yeah. We're at eight. Oh, gosh. OK, two more. Would we consider what Katy even Perry is not? I was about to say Katy Perry, even though she's not popular. I don't know. Maybe because like when I was in high school, Katy Perry was popping. She was huge. She was huge. Like I think people really like give Katy Perry so much unnecessary shit. They're like, oh, Katy flop. I think it's because Teenage Dream was such a huge album. Teenage 
that people like Listen. think oh, she has to hit teenage dream every single time. Put respect on Catherine's name. <laughs> I like Katy Perry and all those people that were giving Katy Perry. This is like a, in defense of Katy Perry's segment right now. All those people that were giving Katy Perry shit for her Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, I loved gosh. Katy Perry's Super Bowl halftime show. I thought that was so Katy Perry-esque of her. <laughs> F you if you think it was not good. It was it was very Katy Perry. Put respect on Catherine's name. I think Katy Perry's kind of a little bit musically lost right now. She is. Oh, absolutely she is. But I think she is kind of in that last of a dying breed era. Like when you think of that era of music, like the late 2000s, early mid 2010s Katy perry was huge during that time i'm putting katie on the list it's all right Catherine, you made the list <laughs> fuck we're russell at, brand not, <laughs> <laughs> we are at nine three four five six God, seven, who eight, is, nine i don't know who's in that last slot when i think of that era of music i'm trying to think a big pop star would it be would it be chris brown no <laughs> no we're not putting him on the same le- list as adele Lori blue and beyonce giselle knowles and no you said that with the quickness no i think he had the potential until he, he really effed he it up. Fucked it up yeah you know what i when i knew i was like oh chris brown is when he got that double double mint commercial you remember oh, when Chris yeah. Brown had the double mint commercial? Oh, yeah. And he was like dating Rihanna and he had that amazing VMA performance. And then. And then everything. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Okay. No, okay. okay. Not that's on the fair. list. That's, not that's on, at least not on the Diva Dailies list. <laughs> that, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> it's hard for me to think, though, because this feels very female heavy and this was not intentional. I, I don't know. I, I feel. It- I don't know. I feel like there are more women on this list than guys. They are, yeah. We have three three dudes on this list, but we also gotta remember most of the the men who were super 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 popular at the were they time, like part of bands, either part of bands or rappers, hip-hop. yeah, hip hop artists who came out pre two thousand nine, like Kanye, Jay Z, yeah, they're seasoned, or it was R and B artists who are like on their last leg but still huge mariah usher yeah not to say mariah's on her last leg but like yeah the lambs are like (laughs) i know right sorry guys (laughs) but they're like well-seasoned artists who are like who've been in the industry for janet yeah so justin timberlake okay that dude would you put justin timberlake as part of the last of a dying breed he should be on this list he should technically be on this list do I want him on? No. Uh, <laughs> like, technically, he should be on this okay. list. And that kind of rounds out the 10. Well, mm, okay. I know Beyonce made this list because she got super popular 2008-ish. Justin got solo popular in 2002. But I feel like when Sexy Back came again in 2006, that really pushed him. And then there True. was another, um, what was it? Like suit and tie, like that whole. I think suit and tie was like 2009 or 2010. I don't really know Justin Lord. Timberlake's discography. The day has come where we're Googling Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Um, well, oh, you know why we're kind of a little lost is because in 2008 to 2012, that's when he started focusing more on his acting. Because oh. that's when he did social network. I see. I see, I see. And then the 2020 experience comes out in 2012. 
Okay. You know, okay. I'm going to say Justin Timberlake honestly does deserve to be on that list. Okay. So that's, I can't really think of. Because I genuinely like, I, I can't think of anyone else. Right. Well, okay. I had here talking about the Spotify removing her um, shuffle button thing, but we already kind of talked about that. Yeah. So let's talk about, oh, okay. Adele reportedly walked out of an interview. Now, I want to address something that's made headlines this week and something that I would like to apologise for. This is a story that has sparked a torrent of abuse and mockery from around the world. And if I'm being honest with you, the bulk of this savaging I deserve and I totally own. I don't know if you guys, if you're listening to this, if you heard about this scandal, but I'm going to read here from page six. Okay, so Adele reportedly walked out on an Australian TV host who flew 10,000 miles to interview her as part of a $725,000 deal because he hadn't listened to her new album. Host Matt Doran flew from Sydney to London earlier this month to interview the Hello Singer as part of a big money deal that included rights to Adele's Oprah interview special and two-hour comeback concert. During the sit-down, Adele asked what the Weekend Sunrise host thought of her new album, 30, only for him to reportedly admit, I haven't listened to it yet. Offended, Adele walked out on the interview and her label, Sony, refused to allow Seven to use it, the paper said. But... The real story here is that actually she didn't really walk out on the interview. Um, The interview was supposed to be 20 minutes and then she actually gave him 29 minutes. Mm -hmm. And he said that the reason why he hadn't listened to the album wasn't because he just didn't want to. It was because when the label emailed it to him, I don't even think he realized that he got sent the album. I flew to London to interview Adele, an unspeakable privilege and what was to be one of the highlights of my career. I made the terrible mistake of assuming we weren't to be given a preview copy of this album because our interview was airing before it was released and Adele's album was the industry's most prized secret. The day after, after we landed in London, an email came through from Sony. It didn't mention Adele, but it did contain a link to her album. The genuine, dead set, hand on heart truth is that I missed it by an absurdly long margin, the most important email I've ever missed in my life. The interview itself, Adele didn't walk out, it ran over time. At least half of the interview focused squarely on the new music. But all that doesn't matter because by missing the album link, however I might try to justify it, I've insulted Adele. To Adele I say, I'd never have knowingly disrespected you by deliberately not listening to your work. I am so sorry. I also apologise to Adele's Australian fans and to you, our viewers, who through my error have been denied this interview and the insight into her character. Adele, track 10, hold on, in the bridge after the second chorus, you write that sometimes forgiveness is easiest in secret. I'm not expecting that forgiveness but I do owe you an apology. Thank you so much for joining us this morning here at Weekend Sunrise. That's all for today. We'll see you tomorrow. So that's that's the story there. The last point I have here for Spill the Technicolor Tea is about her an audience with special. Did you watch it, Angie? No, not yet. <gasps> oh my god! I've seen tons of clips though. Okay. But no, I haven't seen it in full yet. Okay, so for from someone who use their VPN to watch it. I will say I personally preferred her an audience with 
over the one she did here. Oh, it looks it looks way more lit. That audience with felt more Adele yeah. than the one she did here. Like the yeah. one here is like she's giving visuals, you know, mm-hmm. Hollywood sign. Yeah. LA Sky. Yes. Great. You know, Spice Girls Adele projection. Right. Uh <laughs> in the background. Amazing. But in terms of like the quality of the special, I would say that an audience with was just I don't know, just felt more her. You saw more of her personality. And felt like a concert. Have you ever seen an an audience with before? No. Oh, okay. This, this well, was new to me. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. The American is going to American splain a British thing. Okay, I'm gonna American splain a British <laughs> thing. So basically, an audience with is like a concert special where the artist will perform, but then they take questions yeah. from the audience, right. and like most of the audience is filled with like celebrities. celebrities. Yeah, man, the celebrity level of this audience was just like it was insane. From the celebrities that I saw, I was more emotionally invested in the celebrities in this audience than the one in America. <laughs> I'm a American okay they had yeah. Emma Thompson mm-hmm. Emma Watson yes Jodie Comer yes Idris Elba Alan Carr um was who's it D- the Daniel Kaluuya da- yeah Daniel Kaluuya was there um Mel B from the Spice Girls yes. was there she has oh my god okay I have some tea on Mel B in this special by the way <laughs> um who else I'm trying to think mm-hmm. oh randomly Samuel L. Jackson oh yeah was that's there. right that's right yeah yeah Graham Norton was there, obviously, a huge host in the UK. I love Graham Norton. Oh, um, I think her name is Saran Jones. Wait, let me Google it really quick. Have you ever watched Dr. Foster? Not yet. It is on the list. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay, Jodie Comer's in that. And oh. Saran Jones plays Dr. Foster. And her and Jodie Comer were like a literal table away from each other. And I was like, wow, this wow. is a Dr. Foster reunion. Yeah, Jodie Comer's in it. Okay. Dr. Foster. Yeah, no, my friend has been trying to get me to watch Dr. Foster for Season years. one's better than season two. Okay. The season one finale of Dr. Foster, oh my, it's like so dramatic and soapy, but it's so good. Okay, okay. Um, but anywho, okay, so that's who was in the audience. So I have tea on what you didn't see. Okay. Okay, so songs were obviously performed in a different order. Mm-hmm. They went longer than the 90-minute special that aired. They did not show when she performed when we were young, unfortunately. But you know what they did get in the UK? She opened with Hometown Glory. Oh, yes. Yeah. Also, celeb questions were cut. Naomi Campbell, her question was cut. I don't know why. I don't know what she asked, but unfortunately didn't make it. Graham Norton's question, I believe, was cut. Don't know what he asked. And when Mel B, her question was cut. Now... If you guys like aren't familiar with Melby's personality, she has this very just like just says it how it yeah. is. Like she doesn't that's like part of the reason why if you are a fan of Melby, you love right. her because she just blurts it out. So um my impression is that these questions are pre planned and they're given questions to ask the artist. Yeah. Well, Melby didn't like the question that she was given, apparently. So she freestyled hers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and she asked, What was the strangest gift? you have ever received Adele I don't know what Adele answered but this made Mel B respond with the strangest gift or a gift that she has received that was strange was a vibrator (laughs) and why didn't they keep that in that's funny (laughs) um thank you at super tv 247 for the scoop um 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know if like she tried to make it a joke. I don't know what the atmosphere was like, but I've heard that it was like awkward. People were just like, <laughs> like they just didn't really know how to respond to that. <laughs> but um, okay. And then there's another moment with Melby. So in the special, Emma Thompson asks Adele like about her real life inspiration yes. and that's what prompts this whole like teacher, teacher reunion thing which is so much better than the wedding proposal we got oh, here yeah. in America so much better anywho Mel B tried to shut Emma Thompson up because she kept going on and on making Adele talk about her teacher and Mel B stood up and shouted one question each Emma <laughs> What? Thank you at Super TV two four seven. Melby was just reckless in there. <laughs> I mean, that's why that's that's why we love her. You can like read that in so many different ways and like picture that in so many different ways in your head. Yeah, I yeah. think she was like joking. Like if you're a Spice Girls fan, Jerry has a tendency to kind of ramble, 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 and Melby would be that person that's like, right, Jerry, right. <laughs> Wrap it up. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what Melby was probably doing with Emma. But yeah, Melby was just causing a ruckus in that <laughs> an audience with the headlines. Let's make the headlines. Okay, <laughs> let's move on then. It's like nice to have a little tea party every once in a while. So Angie, I have a bit of a surprise for you. It's a surprise segment. Oh. It's called Where My Background Singers. Oh. Oh lord! Exit, exit, minimize the the internet tab right now. <laughs> okay, okay. Honor system, honor system. <laughs> it's Christmas. Where my background singers? Woo! Oh baby, baby, I, and it's the wrong words on the cue cards. I don't know the song. It's Christmas. So if you guys listened to the holiday episodes that we did last year, the Diva Discography holiday episodes, you will know that we have this segment called Where My Background Singers. Patty oh. LaBelle, which is basically Diva Daily's oh version of Guess the Lyric. What? Finish the Lyric. Oh Angie Lord. has been talking so much about how she is such a fan of Adele's pen game. And we're going to play three rounds where I give you the lyrics and then you have to finish the rest. This is all based on the honor system. Don't be clickety clacketing away like Diego did last season. <laughs> Diego. <laughs> Finish the lyrics. Diego, oh I God. hear you typing I, in the background. You so better much. not be Googling. I'm like... <laughs> shout out to Diego. Yeah, shout out to Diego. <laughs> um, but Angie, what song do you think you know well enough to do a finish the lyric? Round one. Take your time. Don't be nervous. Both right. Sing it from your heart, okay? Give me a song. I'm not even going to front. I'm horrible with lyrics. Yeah, it's okay. Me too. But I'm I'm on the other end of this game. So. Okay. Any Adele song? No, the ones from this album. From this from album. From 30. Ha! Okay. Um, and I've only listened to this a week. Okay. Let's go. Hold on. Hold on. That's not the lyric that I'm. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Let's do opening verse. Oh, Lord. Okay. She says, Oh, what have I done yet again? Have I not learned anything? Finish the lyric, Angie. Where are my background singers at? Wait, save the, save the line one more time. One she more time. says, Oh, what have I done yet again? Have I not learned anything? That's a hard one. Not. Good luck. Learned. Good luck. Yeah, is right. Because... Um. What? 
Mm, what verse is this? Is this the first verse? Verse one. Verse. Uh, is it something to do with chaos? Yeah, something to do with chaos. Uh, Lord. Chaos is the last word, right? Yeah. I think that's all I know. It's, it's okay. <laughs> she says, I don't want to live in chaos. It's like a ride that I want to get off. Oh, what have I done yet again? Have I not learned anything? I don't want to live in chaos. It's like a ride that I want to get off. Like how? I don't know how you would know that. <laughs> After a week. After a week. I can't trust them. They don't know what they're doing. Let's try again. Give oh. me another song. Let's go with. Can I get it? Can I get around now? I, I will mess up that because I only listen to that. <laughs> what about my little love? Okay. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is really funny. I'm looking at Genius's interpretation. They have the voicemail here. And the way they like transcribed it is, Oi, I feel like you don't love me. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm like, I would like you to recite her outro, <laughs> her voice memo. <laughs> okay. Okay. I okay. remember about the outro. Oh, no. Oh, are you really want to go for it? Oh, that th you're not going to give it to me? Okay. okay. You know what? No, I'll give it to you. Okay. Oh. This is, I would like the outro. Okay. So I will, I will recite the beginning. She says, I'm having a bad day. I'm having a very anxious day. Um, I feel very paranoid. I feel very stressed. Okay. That was my really bad British accent, by the way. <laughs> I don't know verbatim. What does she talk about? There's something the specific that she talks about. Is she feels like she's lonely. Oh, but there's something that comes in between oh, that. Um, Her drinking. Yeah, yeah. What does she specifically, like, what about the drinking? She needs to stop. Or Yeah, but no. she has something. She has something. Like, when you drink a lot, you have a hangover she has a hangover yeah um and then she feels like she is lonely but she's used to being alone okay angie i was gonna um, say that you're done you got it okay you got oh. it <laughs> boom i enjoyed that that was absolutely you're excellent. excellent okay she says um i have a hangover which never helps but um i feel like today is the first day since i left him that i feel lonely and I never feel I never feel lonely. I love being on my own. <laughs> that accent is uh, I know. perfect. I'm so good. Whoa, Jody Comer, watch out. I know. Man, watch out. The Killing Eve reboot. I'm having a bad day. I'm having a very anxious day. I feel very paranoid. I feel very stressed. Um, I have a hangover, which never helps, but I feel like today is the first day since I left him that I feel lonely. And I never feel lonely. <laughs> 
I love being on my own. Yeah, so I'll give that to you. Okay. Boom, one, one out more? of two. One more. Okay. I'm going to try my luck with all night parking. Okay. You're like, I'm going to try my luck with all night parking because I have that tab opened right now. <laughs> no. Okay. No, because that's the R&B joint and yeah. I could possibly figure out the next lyric. Let's just do opening verse. Verse one. She says, I know you've got things to do. The background. I do too. I just want to spend all my time with you. Background. It feels so good. Next. Go. Where my background singer's at. Angie, finish the lyric. Is that the part where... The hard part. The long part. Yeah. Isn't it like... It's so hard... To believe... It's so hard. Am I singing the wrong... I'm singing the wrong section? No, you're not singing any section. But you have so hard there. <laughs> so you're actually not doing anything right now. Um, it's so hard. That's all I know. I know the melody... Yeah, the melody. Yeah. I know that. Okay, she says, I'm so hard to impress. Don't leave me on this stretch alone. I'm so hard to impress. When I'm out at a party and I'm just excited to get home and dream about you. Boom, 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 boom. All night long. I know you've got things to do. I do too. I just want to spend all my time with you. Feels so good. I'm so hard to impress. Don't leave me on this stretch alone. When I'm out at a party, I'm just excited to get home and dream about you. I would literally fail this game if it was like a million dollars on the line. You wouldn't be able to sing that fucking song live. Yeah, well, good thing we don't have that money here, so, um... Because I don't have the right words and I have no background singers. Oh, I don't. Let's move on to Show Me the Receipts. No way. I want to see the receipts. This is the part of the podcast where we talk about stats. So what's interesting about the stats right now is as of right now, the time of recording this, November 24, 2021, Wednesday, all of these stats can grow and change. Mm -hmm. They're literally developing as we speak. So what are the receipts findings that you've found so far? The only thing that I heard is she pushed almost half a mil physical sales in the first week. In three days. Three days? Here says, 30 is the top selling album in the US after three days. It captured the biggest week of 2021 for any album in the US, surpassing the debut of Drake's certified Loverboy. In its first three days, it moved over 575,000 units in the US. Like physicals. Yeah, I think so. That's what happens when you don't make TikTok music. I'm going to go over to the UK charts for a sec here. Oh, it must it be says, crazy over there. Based on midweek data published by the official charts company, 30 is outselling the rest of the top 40 combined. Ooh. And this includes music released from artists like Taylor Swift, 
Ed Sheeran, Bruno Mars, and the ABBA reunion. And it's on track to being number one. But by the time this episode comes out, we'll know because it's going to come out next week. But right. um, yeah, at the time of recording this, the official UK singles and albums charts are published late Friday and it hasn't even been a week yet since this album's been out. So that's freaking amazing. We knew she was going to do like big physical sales, but that's the thing. She is getting physical sales. Yeah. Drake is not really pushing physicals. If Beyonce drops an album tomorrow, she's not going to push physicals like Adele. There is something about Adele that makes people want to buy the physicals. She just got it. Let's move over to the reviews. So they're mostly positive from most of the major musical publications. Um, Pitchfork gave it an 8.2 and said this is Adele's most ambitious work to date. And Rolling Stone said this is Adele's best album yet. Mic drop. That, Boom. I, I We're going to have that conversation yeah, on another episode. <laughs> but I was about to say uh, 8.2 from Pitchfork. Yeah. I mean, that seems fair. That seems fair. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying, like, because most of these music, you know, publications, they tend to be very... Listen, they'll be like a four. Snobby and stringent with their positive comments. But yeah, yeah, across the board, at least with critics, this seems to be really well received. Let's move on to impact and closing thoughts. Angie, because it's still so new at the time of recording this, we can't really talk about the legacy of 30 because it's been right. less than a week. But yes. how do you think 30 fits into the rest of Adele's discography? This is not a ranking conversation. We're going right. to do that some other day, some other time. But as of right now, how do you think this fits 30 fits into the rest of her discography? Perfectly. It sounds like a Adele record mm -hmm. while it sounds like she was also experimenting. So yeah. I think it fits perfectly into the Adele canon. It fits perfectly, but you could tell that she's kind of like expanding yeah. her sound a bit. And lyrically, and I think it speaks to the fact that this is how she is as a person. It's right. more mature. Right. And more self-aware. Exactly. I can't wait for 35. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so what do you think is the next number, 35? I think it's going to be 35. Not like a random number, like 37. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm excited about it because the number of the album, the year, it's exactly my age. So 25 came out when I was 25. Oh. 21 came out when I was 20. Oh. Even though Adele is older than me by two years, yeah. she'll like write them at the time of the age. Yeah. How old is Adele? I think she she's like 33. Oh, she's 33. Yeah. Her birthday is May 5th, 1988. She's a Taurus? Taurus gang, I'm a Taurus too. Oh, isn't Janet a Taurus? Yes, I think, yeah, Janet's definitely a Taurus. Wow, um, look at that, diva horoscopes. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's going to be 35. 35? Yeah, because by that point, she's going to have a teenager. Oh my God, oh wow, the music. Yes, we're going to see about her love life. So she's probably going to be writing about the kid. Hmm. For sure. Interesting. Yeah, I could see 35. Like, do you think she's just going to be like increments of five? For the rest of time like we'll get a 40 and then a 45 and then a 50 and then a. well she did say she joked in the interview she was like it might be in another eight years uh, i was like don't pull a sade now oh my god 38 <laughs> yeah i know i mean i feel like she's definitely gonna do another one in her 30s before she does one in her 40s oh yeah i hope listeners you have enjoyed listening to this episode of diva dailies if you want to watch the full conversation because i'm cutting quite a bit out go on youtube on my youtube channel in my humble opinion if it's not there it will be on the diva dailies youtube channel for the full 
conversation unedited in all of its glory. But Angie, where can the people find you if they want to follow you online? On Twitter, at PoetrySoul3 and on YouTube, Sleepy Nerd Productions. There we go. And if you want to follow me, I'm at INN underscore MHO on Twitter and Instagram and also on YouTube, in my humble opinion. Adele, you did that, girl. You did. Good job. <laughs> and with that being said, remember divas. So the thing is, a diva has to be good at what she does. Thank you.